0: We are going to continue our series called Resilient. And Paul shared with us last week, you know, how we are vulnerable in this hour. There is that possibility of falling away, throwing in the towel, giving up. And why is that? We talked about it's the hour and the times we're living in, you know, post-COVID, what we've all been through. There's been loss, uncertainty. And then, like, the the news just keeps getting Seemingly worse, you know, all that the future may hold. We just turn on the television, and it's a bit doom and gloom. The cost of living, so it's no wonder that many of us are feeling weary. And last week, um, we talked about where would we take our hunger and thirst, and Paul reminded us of Jesus' words in John chapter four. And we paused, and we prayed, and we asked God to bring him back to Him as our source of life and renewal and resilience when we're talking about it it's not something that we can strive for or muster up or generate ourselves it's bestowed upon us it's imparted to us as we drink from the living water it's something that we receive from jesus Um, and most people do pray at times don't they when they're stressed when they need help most of us will say we've prayed and i have this very clear memory Um, of me, age 14, and I did contemplate trying to find a photo, but A, I couldn't be bothered to get up into the loft, which shows my age, because I don't have photos of me age 14 on my phone, and B, I didn't want to show myself with my Deirdre Barlow glasses, which also shows my age. Some of the older people know who that is, some of you younger ones are going, who is Deirdre Barlow? Um, but anyway, and um, you can skip on, Hannah. So I just did this picture instead. <laughs> I was really stressed when I was 14 about exams. And I had these school friends in my school, and they used to go on and on about God all the time. For two years, all I heard was all about God. They used to have these weird arguments about whether it should be infant baptism or adult baptism, whether you should wear a hat to church or not. They were very theological, these friends of mine. And it used to really annoy me, the way I used to go on about God. But then when I was 14 and getting ready for my exams, I found myself praying. I found myself reading my Bible. And suddenly I realized, I actually believe this too. I actually want to know this God too. I desire a relationship, I want what they have. And I remember saying to my brother at the time when he caught me reading my Bible, I bet you think I'm a real holy Jew. <laughs> but, you know, for me, I don't remember like the sudden light bulb moment where I was like, right, this is the day that I choose to follow God. But I did. So that's how I know. that's so when I became a Christian when I was 14, because I prayed when I needed help and I asked God to help me um, when I was stressed out. And we saw during COVID as well, didn't we, there was a rise in prayer. There was actually a Guardian headline in the newspaper in May 2020, which read, British public turned to prayer as one in four tuning into religious services. And it said a quarter of the adults in the UK have watched or listened to your religious service since the coronavirus lockdown began, and one in 20 have started to pray. And it also showed that people were just turning to faith for comfort in the time of despair and apparently the number was higher amongst young adults aged 18 to 34. We also found out that through another poll that the figure of Dibley was the public's choice of screen priest to lead lead them through the coronavirus crisis. So sorry you didn't have the figure of Dibley, had me and Paul, but hopefully we got through it okay. But we do pray, don't we, when we need strength? And probably one of the most common prayers there might be would just be as simple as that. Lord help me, Lord give me strength. When you're feeling overwhelmed, maybe like when you've gone to the hospital and you've received bad news, or you're a parent worrying about a child and not knowing what to do, you know, put you can all the things will come into your own head of what the thing is. You can think of times when you've prayed that honest, heartfelt prayer, Give me strength, Lord. And Jesus himself told us to pray this prayer. Whenever he was preparing his disciples for what was to come, he gave them clear instructions of how to live through difficult times. And those are instructions that we can follow today. And as the story of God reaches its climax, Jesus says in Luke 21, Those days will be hard. It says he told them this parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. It says, be careful, or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing drunkenness and the anxieties of life. And that day will close on you suddenly like a trap. For it will come on all those who live on the face of the earth. Be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. And actually the New Living Translation of that says, i pray that you might be strong enough to escape these coming horrors and stand before the Son of Man. Strength, that prayer for strength, strong enough to escape. That's who we want to be. We want to be strong enough to make it through the storm, and not fall away, to not give up. We want to make it, don't we? But we need God's strength. And as we've said, it's not something we just muster up. Jesus warns us, urges us, pretty much commands us to ask for strength. And that's what we want to think about today. The Greek word um, here is used for strength is katastro, I think. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I did Google it, but um, it's hard to remember. But it has the meaning To be strong, to another's detriment, to prevail against, to be superior in strength, to overcome and to prevail. And it's a valiant strength that implies a fight. There is an enemy that we can and will prevail over. And there's only one other time that particular word's used in the New Testament, and it's when Jesus speaks about the revolution of the church triumphant, and he says to Peter, And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. Overcome, cat You know, it's significant that that word is only used in these two verses, because Jesus wants us to understand that it's the power of hell that's trying to overcome us, to crush our hearts as followers of Jesus. So we need to ask for strength for that fight to overcome. And it feels like if there's ever a time to ask for it, surely it's not. We need that strength of heart, yeah, that strength of mind, that strength of spirit, a strength that prevails, because this book says that we're using their forces urging us to quit. You know, it isn't just about God, and, or it isn't just about, you know, the times we're living in. It isn't just about post-COVID, really, is it? You know, when you think about it, we live in a comfort culture, which doesn't exactly develop us re- resilience for any trials. You know, think about our lives now in the developed world. Our life is pretty easy compared to previous generations, you know. If we want to get something, we press click and we can order it. Like, how many of us get annoyed if our like order doesn't come within a couple of days? Like, what's going on? I, I ordered that the other day. You know, we just want everything now. Everything is set up for fast, for comfort. You don't have to wait for anything. We just want it and, you know, we try to get it. Um, And when we grow up in a world like that, you know, where everything's done with a few clicks on our phones, it doesn't exactly develop any resilience in us. Before the pandemic, universities were reporting that their mental health services were being overwhelmed by people starting first year within the first few weeks, primarily with issues of anxiety and depression. And that was before the pandemic. One person responsible for the care of new students said, 18 is the new 12. Our students are emotionally underdeveloped. They're much less resilient than any we've ever encountered, and I'm not entirely sure why. You know, that is not true for everyone, but someone who's responsible for those students noticed that. And when I was thinking on, on that, I just thought, on that note, you know, let's pray for our young people who are starting university. Some of them are here today. You know, and I just really pray that their faith and trust in God will give them a resilience that sustains them. You know, we see it in schools as well. They're doing training on resilience. I saw this thing, um, I heard actually an advert on the radio, and um, it's called Tackle Your Feelings. It's a mental health and wellbeing campaign with resources covering happiness, optimism and resilience. It's by Ireland's rugby players leading, breaking down stigma by sharing their own stories and encouraging people to be proactive about looking for their mental wellbeing. So if the world is recognizing that we need resilience and strength, you know, that's saying something. The pandemic showed us that we're maybe not as resilient as we thought we were. And Jesus knows this too, and he lovingly told us to ask for the strength and prevail, that prevails. You know, we see it in the Bible, don't we, over and over again. The people of God given up. You know, remember the people of Israel? They, they escaped from Egypt. They were moving towards the promised land, but it got hard. And they pretty much asked to go back to slavery because it had just got so hard. It's been a struggle for humankind all the way along to keep going. And as we share from Luke 21 just now, Jesus urges us for strength to escape, and he has something in mind because he sees this coming. In Matthew twenty four ten, he says, At that time, many will turn away from the faith. And two Thessalonians 2, in the New King James, Paul warns, Let no one save you by any means for that day, meaning the day Christ returns, will not come away unless the falling away comes first. So is that what we're seeing at the moment? Is there a global falling away? You know, we do hear of people, I've heard of people, you know, who used to love Jesus so much and follow him, mature believers, and they're just, like, giving up or, you know, moving away from God, slipping away. Other people are just fed up with religion. Maybe people turn from God, you know, because of heartache or disappointment. They feel that God did not help them. And that's something we're open about in in our church and we explore, we have explored and we'll continue to explore what can we do with those things that hurt us when we're disappointed. But I really believe God can handle our disappointment, he can handle our anger, he can even handle our bitterness. But if we walk away from Jesus, we're giving up our hope. You know, and the enemy is so smart, he's horrible. He picks on us when we're down, he he exposes our vulnerabilities, he wants to cloud us with unbelief. You know, I literally had a conversation with someone this week, and someone who was so inspiring me with her passion to to care for the brokenhearted, her vision for it, but she said to me more than once, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. As we read in Ephesians 6, it's against the powers of this dark world and the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. The enemy does try to attack us in our vulnerable state when we're tired and low. And if we give up on God because we feel like he hasn't come through, that's what the enemy wants. He wants to get us. You know, and he also brings, maybe some of you have experienced this, this feeling of, oh, I just don't want to fight anymore, I just can't be bothered, what's the point? But that's a tactic of the enemy too, but when we see it, when we recognize it, then we can call out to God and we can ask him for strength. We can ask him for that katastro or however you say it. You know, will we give in or, or, and fall away? Last week was about thirst, this week is about strength. And as we keep saying, this strength is something that is given to us. We receive it. It's imparted to us. It's a supernatural thing. And God can give it to us. Listen to this from Daniel chapter 10. My strength is gone and I can hardly breathe. Again, the one who looked like a man touched me and gave me strength. Do not be afraid, you who are highly esteemed, he said. Peace. Be strong now, be strong. When he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, Speak, Lord, since ye have given me strength. And remember, Ivan shared with us a couple of weeks ago about the story of Elijah from 1 Kings 9. He was at the end of himself, he curled up under a bush and prayed that he might die. He told the Lord, "'I've had enough. I cannot do this any more." And the angel of the Lord came and gave him food and drink and strengthened him and gave him rest so that he was able to get up and travel for 40 days and nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. He needed to receive that strength from God so he could go to the place where God was." And I believe for us today, God wants to say to us, you can trust me, I will give you strength. I will give you strength like I did to Elijah. I'll give you strength like I did to Daniel. I'll give you strength like I did to Jesus when he had to endure the cross, like I did to Paul in all his hardships. God is with us, God has got this. And this week in the staff meeting when we were praying, I just had this line in my head He's got the whole world in his hands. And maybe some of you are starting to think of a cheesy kid song. But I thought, there's actually a song with that in it by Matt Redman. And then I, I went and looked it up. But it says, I fear no evil for you are with me. Strong to deliver, mighty to save. He's got the whole world in his hands. And God's not saying, I'm just going to rescue you from everything. Your life's going to be easy. There's going to be nothing difficult. But he's saying, I will give you strength. I will give you strength to endure grief, strength to endure hardship. I will be with you always. God has got the whole world in his hands, and that includes us and everything we're facing, everything that's going on in this country, in this world. He's got the whole world in his hands. You know, the first grit of the katastro is the ability not to give up. It's finding that strength that prevails, that warrior strength, and that first comes to us as the strength not to quit, not to give up. And you know, let's be honest sometimes, when we're tired, when we're overwhelmed, you just want to reach for the crisps, the bottle of wine, binge on the Netflix, you know, whatever it is, but as we said last week, are we digging our own wells? Are we reaching for those things first? You know, um, in Luke twenty-one, as it says, we read it earlier. It's there, Hannah. I think um, Jesus urges us to be on our guard, turn from the things that seem to offer life but aren't totally fulfilling. And don't hear me wrong; I'm not saying those things are terrible. But I feel there's a subtle difference between choosing those things as a rest. And um, there's a difference between, you know, the drinks of joy, the toast at a wedding, the dinner with friends, the choosing things that give us life, and that kind of surrender and giving up sense of what we're choosing. You know, are we choosing the things that will bring us life? The good news is today that God wants to strengthen us. How do we receive this catastrophe, this strength that prevails? And we need to turn to Him. It starts with being single-hearted. And it says here, resilience, as I keep saying over and over, is something that is bestowed, something imparted by God into our frail humanity. That truly is good news. It starts with being single-hearted. In 2 Chronicles 16.9 it says, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. And it also reminded me of that verse from Joel 2 that kept coming to me over and over again during COVID about returning to the Lord with all of our hearts. And there might be times that we don't feel like it. You know, the weariness and the warfare might leave us feeling numb or empty, but we choose to love God anyway. I've seen people in our church do that. When life has battered them, they they choose to love God anyway, even if they didn't feel it on the inside. You know, even if we're like Elijah crying out at the end of ourselves, maybe an unexpected event has blindsided us, or we're just weary. You know, let's bring our hearts to him. This is the strength that prevails the first step of courage to stand and be single-hearted. You know, Philip prayed it at the end of the worship. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We declare it. That's how it starts. We practice loving God. We ask him for this catastrophe, this overcoming, prevailing, conquering strength. Jesus told us to ask him, so let's ask him today. Um, Sorry, could you pass me that book out of my bag? I forgot to do that. Thank you. Today we want to ask God for this strength. And I'm just going to read a prayer out of this book. Um, And I would really just like you to close your eyes and pray it along with me. And then we're just gonna worship again some more and then we're, we're gonna offer, offer opportunity for prayer because I just really believe, you know, God's saying, ask me, ask me for strength, ask me for what you need. And we would love to stand with you in that. Some of us would love to stand and pray with one another and help one another. But join me as I just um, pray this together. Father Jesus, Holy Spirit, God of all creation, God of the thunderstorm and the waterfall, I need your strength. I need the strength that prevails. I don't want to fall away. I don't want to lose heart. I choose you above all things. I give you my allegiance and my undivided love. I choose single-heartedness toward you, Lord Jesus, body, soul, and spirit, heart, mind, and will. I pray for a supernatural resilience, God. Fill me with your overcoming strength, a victorious strength. Father, Lord of heaven and earth, strengthen me. I pray for strength of mind. I pray for strength of heart, strength of will. I pray for the strength that allows me to escape all that's coming against the saints in this hour. Fill me with resilience. By faith I receive it and I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, Amen.